everybody. It's Grace. Uh, GRobs underscore Boston on Twitter. I'm here with my friend. I'm Lauren. Boss Burns HC on Twitter. Um, what's up, everybody? It's Friday. Uh, uh, I don't know why that was important information. It's um, Friday. But it is Friday. My brain is rotted. I don't yeah. feel like I exist anywhere besides, you know... Actually, I don't feel like I exist anywhere, so. Lauren's drinking wine straight from the bottle, and this time I can actually see her, unlike last time when I just had to rely on the sounds of the bottle sloshing. Honestly, um, I'm so glad you couldn't see me that time, because I'm sure I was a fucking mess. So I'm I'm eating popcorn, I'll stop. Um, But at any rate, uh, we are here to talk about hockey. This is a hockey podcast, as last uh, episode was aptly named. I will say I have gotten a large influx over the past 24 hours of new followers on Twitter uh, after I tweeted something. And I don't think that these people who are following me, first of all, it's in the name. It's Grace Sport Mode. But I don't think these people conceptualize that that's mostly what I do on Twitter as I talk about sports stuff. Um, so there will probably be a mass exodus at some point of people I hate realizing, when that happens. realizing that that is what my actual brand is. Um, but I feel like that happens to me a lot because whenever, when I, whenever, when, um, I posted about the Dunkin' Coffees and it was like in news articles and stuff. And then so a shit ton of people were following me and then they were like, fuck, she's a Boston fan. Get out, get out, get out. Yeah. That's another thing. And like, I, I mean, I, I tweet good stuff. I have good content, but I just think that people are going to be disappointed. Um, but at any rate, you all are listening to this. So, you know, this is a hockey podcast. Um, there's been a lot of news around the league, uh, this week, and I made a list this time so that I don't lose my train of thought. Um, big news, uh, being a lot of injuries. Um, so Patrick Line for the Columbus Blue Jackets is out with a broken clavicle, which is the most commonly broken bone. Did you know that, Lauren? I did. Okay. Um, (laughs) Jeff, Jeff Skinner is out with an upper body injury, undisclosed. Grubauer is week to week. The, um goalie for the Seattle Kraken. Svechnikov is, quote, out for a while, end quote, according to... Yeah, which is unfortunate. I'm not even sure that he ended up scoring a goal uh, in his time back. Um, He... uh, Additionally, Lauren, I think you guys need to know that Lauren has two people in her room (laughs) for this recording. (laughs) I have a live studio audience. There is literal live studio audience. Oh, they want to say hi. Come you guys introduce want to be on a yourselves. Famous, famous podcast. To my friends. Yeah. Come say hi. Come speak to the I assume they can't hear Hello. me, right? Hello. No, oh. they can't hear me. Hi, right, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there you go. This thing so on? We got there you go. Um, yeah, we have guests. We have guests. Uh, beyond that, um, the other pretty significant injury is Kyle Connor, who's sort of been the saving grace for the Winnipeg Jets, is out six to eight weeks with a lower body injury, I want to say. Um, but, yeah, so that's unfortunate. Um, a lot of key players for a lot of key teams. Additionally, um, uh, Craig Berube was fired, a coach of the um, St. Louis Blues. We can talk about that. But what was, I think, more significant that came out of that, because I think he was on the hot seat, and that was already sort of a, a saw that coming, 
um, was that Jordan Cairo, who's a player for the St. Louis Blues, was asked for a comment on it, and he said, he's not my coach anymore. I have no comment. That was it. Well, Blues fans didn't like that for some reason, um, and they booed him every time he touched the puck at home in your own arena. Lauren, let's start there before we talk about his reaction to that. What what are your thoughts on booing your own player after they said no comment about a coach that was just fired? I think we should fold the franchise. I think they suck. Agreed. They have horrible people. Um, I've never met someone from St. Louis that I liked. Sorry. Um, Is somebody in the room from St. Louis? No. Uh, oh. A theoretical friend that we have is from oh. there. Um, <laughs> he'll never hear this but um no I just think it's so disrespectful like I I can't imagine partaking in that let alone like being in that room to hear everybody just like that's that's some college shit like I don't know it's just yeah, it's, it's, it's completely disrespectful and it frustrates me because obviously he's a good player Ooh um who deserves respect and just because he said no comment like what do you want him to do do you want him to praise the guy that just got fired do you want him to like absolutely shit on this man like he didn't do anything wrong you know and and here's the other part of it that i don't really get is like when is there ever a fan when is a fan base you know more devoted to the coach than play like that would be like the equivalent if after like Don Sweeney got fired Don Sweeney after Bruce Cassidy got fired I wish um after Bruce Cassidy got fired everybody would boo Jake DeBrusque every time he touched the puck you know I, I just feel like it's silly I don't get it like I I can't imagine any other fan base doing that so maybe I just need somebody from St. Louis to explain it to me did you guys just like really like Craig Berube or were you guys just mad that Kairou said something I don't get it that's my biggest thing out of all this is I don't get it I saw a lot of people they were like he won you guys at cup like you guys should be more appreciative and I was like he doesn't like just because they won a cup with him that doesn't mean anything like if 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 he didn't if he didn't like his coach that's between him and his coach and if he doesn't want to publicly slander him in an interview he he doesn't he doesn't have to and he didn't he literally said no comment. Like that this is the most soap opera drama NHL commercial type shit. I hate it so much. Perhaps more sorry, I have popcorn in my mouth. Um You know, I will say Craig Berube didn't win them the cup. St. Louis Blues didn't win the cup. The Bruins lost the cup, first of all. <laughs> um But also what happened is in the um Lauren, what are you doing? What's making you smile on your phone right now? I am only, I'm getting, I'm being deprived of attention right now because she's talking to other people and I want you guys to know I'm upset about it. Fuck me then, right? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um, it's not my fault. I'm just a girl. You are just a girl. But beyond that, the sad thing I think was then uh, Jordan Cairo was asked about it. Uh, asked about the response that St. Louis Blues fans had when he touched the puck and was booing him. He was very clearly emotional, um, was in tears, which honestly, I understand. I would be heartbroken if a city 
in which I played a professional sport turned against me. And, you you know, we saw a little bit of that when the whole Jake DeBrus thing was happening, you know, years ago now. But um, I don't know. It's just it's hard to see. And, and you know, he's a good guy. Um, I don't know. It just seems wrong. And I, I do wonder, like, I don't follow any Blues fans, like, on Twitter. So I don't know what they're thinking or saying. I just see a lot of people roasting the shit out of them. Um, but um, I do feel well, bad. some men, some men responded to me saying that he shouldn't, saying that I felt bad. Uh, they responded, "Shut up, you whore." <laughs> All right, so those like, are their thoughts. I was like, okay, thanks for <laughs> the comment. Down. I won't say anything. Yeah, that's that's better than really... uh, your argument earlier with the uh, some random dude. Because who... some motherfucker makes a comment to you, I'm gonna fucking be a, a bit. <laughs> um, because I'm good at. I that. love when you and... fight on my honor. I, I do. I always will. But yeah, no, somebody made a sexual comment. So I said, uh, what did I say? They commented something. And then I, you quote tweeted this, the crazy comment. And then he made another sexual comment back to which I said, you just roll in from stupid town or something. Um, <laughs> Cause that's funny. <laughs> and he said, then he said, not talking to you, butterface. I don't know what that means. I don't know. That just proved um, that proves to me that this this is like a sixty five year old man right here. I literally have no idea. And so I said, I'm not convinced you've ever. Had, I'm not convinced you've ever had a coherent thought in your brain. And then he followed it up with what I think is the funniest uh, reply on Twitter I've ever gotten, uh, which is just stay in the ugly lane. Nobody invited you in. I'm not going to get into it with someone that has an arsenal of intellect as you, and that face. <laughs> And then, and then I said, I'm not even saying this to be facetious. I'm really wondering, are you drunk or just really stupid? Um, they didn't respond to that, shockingly. Uh, but at any rate, anyway, people on, people on Twitter are still being people on Twitter. But yeah, so shout out Jordan Cairo, good guy. Um, feel bad. I hate seeing people cry. Like it really bothers I do, me. I'm an empathetic crier. I will start crying when I see somebody else crying. Yeah. Um. But other news uh, that has to do with an injury, but this was this happened a month ago now, uh, that the uh, NHLPA and the NHL are investigating an incident that occurred, not an incident, but uh, something that happened um, after an injury uh, to Coyotes uh, player Valimaki, who I'm pretty sure is now back in the lineup. I don't think he's still injured, but um, I could be wrong about that. Um, but at any rate... I'll just read directly from what Daily Faceoff Frank Saravelli uh, wrote about the incident to better explain it. So, uh, for context, Valmacki was struck by a 93 mile per hour uh, slap shot in a game against the Stars while playing in Dallas, um, and immediately rushed off the ice, bleeding a lot. Um, and so, uh, this is what was written. Sources told Daily Faceoff that Valimaki was dropped off in the emergency room like any other patient and left to advocate for his own care with his wife, who happened to be in Dallas at the road game, and a Coyotes team employee. After initial observation, the overworked Dallas hospital staff told Valimaki to find a local hotel and come back in the morning, that their attention was turned toward more critical incoming trauma patients, such as gunshot victims. But Valimaki was in need of immediate care. With his face bloodied, a hole in his mouth, and significant internal bleeding, Valimaki was unable to function. 
Doctors later told Valimaki that if he had returned to the ho- to a hotel and slept it off as directed by the hospital, there was a chance he could have asphy- asphyxiated on his own blood. It wasn't until five hours later and only after the, val- the NHLPA stepped in that Valimaki received 55 stitches in his mouth to close the wound, which included a fractured bone and the loss of three teeth, which is just a horrific sounding injury, first of all. <laughs> um, but... Lauren, what are your thoughts on the fact that that I think there are a couple criticisms I've seen from people, so I can you can talk about both of them here. One being um, that you know, with the clearly this was not, and I know that you know, triaging is important, determining who's the most in need of medical attention in hospitals is outrageously important, and I support that. And mistakes can be made, um, but I think this was a pretty obvious serious injury um, that at least warranted more attention than go to a hotel and come back and hope for the best. Um, But also a lot of people are criticizing the, you know, Coyotes organization as a whole for basically just dropping him off. First of all, he he was transported in an ambulance, I imagine with his wife and a Mm -hmm. Coyotes team employee who I, the way they're saying that, I presume it's probably like, I don't know, like equipment. It could be like a, like a trainer or something. Um, It could also be like some like 18 year old kid who's like, working. yeah, like their intern. (laughs) Um, but at any rate, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, uh, some of those criticisms that, that we're seeing? Well, I think it's crazy to someone with internal bleeding, like being like, um, you should go find a hotel, sleep the night, and then, you know, we'll see you in the morning. Like, obviously I understand they had a lot of, uh, obviously they were, as the quote says, they were overworked, but I think it's absolutely insane to expect that someone in need of medical attention that is that extreme because uh, you can take one look at this guy and just say that he doesn't look good yeah Um, i mean clearly it sounds like he couldn't even talk like it sounds like he was which i mean i have to imagine you wouldn't be able to talk very well if you had a shattered bone in your face and needed 55 stitches in your mouth yeah um i i I mean how lucky it's it's a huge overlook yeah how lucky was it that his wife was at that game? I mean, first of all, time Very... for her, I'm sure. But the fact the fact that she was just at that game, I don't know if it's because it's like a closer because Dallas is, I guess, closer to you know mm-hmm. Arizona than a lot of other places. But like, first of all, I'd be freaking the fuck out. I'd be losing my mind. So the fact that she like was able to stay at least semi calm, you know, that's maybe well, why I don't have a husband yet because I'd freak <laughs> out whenever anything happens. It's also like. Thank God she was there because, like, what if he's just like, you're a medical professional, sure, I'll just go find a hotel. And he doesn't have, like, anybody to, like, bounce the idea off or anything. Oh, my God, yeah. Thank God. Because we could be talking about a very different situation. And and I honestly, like, I gotta, it's honestly so true, so real that, um, uh, you know, I feel like I, if I go to the hospital or something, um, if the doctor tells me to do something, I'm going to fucking do it. I mean, the, the, you know, doctor has far more knowledge than me, but I'll tell you if I have like, if my mother is there, if my friend is there, my partner is there, they are going to be the ones who are like, no, 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 no. Like when I was in the hospital, you know, a couple, uh, like a month ago now, uh, my mother, uh, flew down and was, was there with me. And she, uh, like I, they let, they would not take the IV out after they'd already like given me the, the stuff and they'd done all the scans and I didn't need it anymore. And it was really irritating me. And I was like, can you go and see if they can take it out? 
So she went and asked. They said yes, but they never came. So she went out again and then they didn't come again. And so she went again. <laughs> See, that's what I needed. I needed somebody else there. But um, yeah, so all in all, thank God Val Mackey's fine that he didn't listen and did not end up in more serious trouble. But I mean, it it's unfortunate that it took five hours for the NHLPA to step in. And I'm not, I've seen a lot of people being bitches about this online. What else is new? But people being bitches about like, he shouldn't get special treatment just because he's a hockey player, which is true. I agree. I think that everybody should be. He deserves special treatment because he needed it. Yeah, because he was like, really he injured. Help. Like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, nobody's out here advocating for, you know, hockey players to get more, or any athletes to get more direct medical attention. But he clearly needed this medical attention desperately. So I don't know what will happen with the NHLPA and the NHL investigating. I imagine it'll be something like... Do better next time, and that'll be it. But oopsies, whoopsies. Um, <laughs> but another really scary thing that happened, and I don't remember what day this happened, but I know it was after we recorded, so it could have been before last week's episode came out. Um, but in a game between the Red Wings and the Senators, which obviously has a lot of bad blood, um, I think in large part because of the Brinkett trade, and then in the off season. Sens fans and, and Wings fans were just going at it. Um, there was a very scary incident. So Dylan Larkin, who only just recently returned to the lineup uh, after the death of his child, which is terrible and horrific, um, had only just recently returned to the lineup, was knocked unconscious and in a horrifying fashion. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the video by now of him getting hit uh by it's unclear what I think he got knocked out by Matthew Joseph's hit to his head and then he also fell into another sense player Parker Kelly and uh fell flat on the ice clearly unconscious completely unconscious he did in the end wake up they got he was up on his own feet to get off the ice but um in the immediate aftermath of that injury uh Artemi Zub who is a player for the Sens um, was not involved in the collision that caused this incident, but uh, was standing over him, waving over a trainer, obviously, because he he looks down and he knows that the captain of the Red Wings is, you know, clearly very injured on the on the ice. Um, and as he's calling over to a trainer, uh, who was it on the wings? David Perone, upon seeing Zub standing there, I don't know, assumed that he was the one who hit him. I understand he, to the moment, uh, took a very serious cross-check to Zub's face uh, with his stick. Uh, Zub was fine, fortunately. Obviously, probably fucked up, but hit really hard. Perone was suspended. Um, as far as I know, nobody on the Senators was suspended for what a lot of people are calling um, an illegal check to the head, um, obviously. Lauren, what are your th- first of all, what are your thoughts on do you think that what Matthew Joseph or Parker Kelly did Mostly people have been directing it towards Matthew Joseph. Do you think that that warranted a suspension and the Perone thing? Did that warrant a suspension? In the first case, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't... I, that's the thing. We've seen so many hits to the head this season. It's felt kind of ridiculous. Um, I would have liked there was to no see call. There was no call on the ice. Yeah. But then Matthew Joseph and Parker Kelly were both uh, assessed minor penalties for the play. I would have liked to see uh, something... For what happened to Larkin, just because, I I mean, I guess this isn't technically how you do it, but because of the severity, you kind of just, 
if you're a ref at that point, you just want to calm things down. And so if you give, if you put your arm up and you just call something, maybe you avoid like a fight in the future. Obviously this was too, this happened too fast. So not to say that this would happen in this sense. Um, I do think, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about the idea of like retribution. Um, Cause I, obviously I don't think that this was, extremely malicious uh, what happened it was more so I think unfortunate um, but it was definitely towards the head so I mean I guess six games to me is fine like I don't want to argue against it or for it because I don't want to say that like what he did was okay or not um, to be honest the whole situation is just kind of bothersome uh, considering like as someone who has like had multiple head injuries every time that someone gets like checked to the head or even just like just cross checked to the head it like i don't know it not to say that it like hits home but like it hurts for me yeah. to see that because you know you don't want people to go through what you've gone through yeah so, and i can't I, I especially just can't imagine i mean it's just like truly heartbreaking to think about Dylan Larkin just returning from something like that and you have to feel for his wife who was presumably at the game had also yeah. just gone through this horrible loss and had to witness her partner you know motionless on the ice like that is just a, to me like that is a terrifying thought when I first watched like the video of it happening I was like in tears it was horrific yeah um, I was I was really scared because I remember yeah. that night um I kept checking for updates and I couldn't yeah. see any. And that, I think that was also really like, like that was terrifying because the Red Wings hasn't, hadn't posted anything. Yeah. And I, I know it. It's so scary. Um, I don't know. I just, I like, it sucks for him. I really hope that he's okay. Like, yeah. Regardless of the entire situation of what happened. Like, I just, it's just been like a insane turn of events for him. And I just, feel like he just totally deserves better yeah i mean it's just it's awful and super sad and i think that um the good news you know against all odds you know um he was back on the ice today or yesterday for the red wings not playing obviously he's no contact but i mean the fact that he's out there is i think nothing short of miraculous um and uh, obviously it's tough, you know, one of the really well-respected uh, captains of the league, just having to experience everything he's gone through. So I'm, I'm grateful he's okay. Um, you know, I will say, and this has been, before we talk about another fight incident that happened, um, just on the Red Wings and the Senators thing, I don't know about you, Lauren, and I get, I get I'm hypersensitive to it because I, you know, worked in Detroit, love Detroit. Um, I, from, you know, it, there are multiple, uh, things here. Like you saw it all summer, first of all, with the senators fans towards Red Wings fans, the most common and the laziest joke is something about Michigan's water or the crime rate, Weird which, joke. I, which again is just in like, I mean, first of all, beyond it being statistically wrong, I mean, like. It just come to Worcester. Yeah, come to Worcester. 
Um, like literally, yeah, it's literally some some dude screaming slurs outside my window, like for idea. like a straight hour, and it's like okay, I don't know. the The cops are leaving the station every two minutes. Like, let's let's not shit on an entire city because of shit like this. Yeah, and and again, like beyond it being just factually incorrect and inaccurate, um, it is so clearly rooted in like a. a racism a hatred for like people who are struggling with poverty mm-hmm. but i and the other part of it that i'll say is now it's it's really upsetting now to see a lot of uh detroit fans being really outwardly racist towards um matthew joseph who was the person who um hit or checked dylan larkin's head um and injured him um because he's black one of the few black players in the league we talked about before um is is i believe an actually good guy people do really like him as a person um you know the same way that i was like with chuck mcavoy when he had his hit to oel like this is not a bad person they did a stupid thing he the moment you know not excusing it but let's not like there are some people who are terrible people on and off the ice and we can always roast them, but but now you're seeing a lot of Detroit fans, and I don't want to say a lot of, I don't want people from Detroit to get angry at me, because, but it just seems really unfortunate and upsetting that like a city that I feel like has really been, always been, always borne the brunt of a lot of racism and a lot of um, like hatred, seeing people who who claim they support that team now spewing that sort of uh you know hatred towards a player because he's black is like fucked up uh and i i don't know it's also really annoying because like just thinking about it um uh so when they're gonna got injured i was seeing a lot of shit on twitter about like people just being like they're posting the picture and like memeing it yeah, and, that's like, also like, awful. Both sides, not okay. Like this, this, this sends wings rivalry is one of the most, the least fun and the most like mm-hmm. abhorrent I have seen. And this is no knock to I know that we have yeah. wings fans and sends fans that listen to this. So this is not to y'all. Like this is very clearly towards these specific people who are. And I, I love a good rivalry. I do. I love rivalries. I mean, we have plenty of them as the Bruins. Um. But it's just like the the some of the things that are being said is crazy, like between these two teams I, I, and the fans. Yeah, um, and also just like joking about someone who just went through a loss um, yeah. is absolutely not okay and sickening and disgusting. And I hate you for it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I said to that. I think I said to that person. Somebody made a comment about it. You know. I want to say poking fun at, but like just being disgusting about Dylan Larkin's loss prior to getting injured. Um, I'm pretty sure I said to that person that I'd be the first person in line in hell to beat their ass. Um, oh, Lauren's food came. Yeah, is that, my pi- that, that pizza looks amazing. Or is, is that from it's a, a local cold. place? I'm not gonna lie. No. It's a little Real. cold because it came an hour and a half late. You were saying you like cold pizza. I'm gonna be the first one to say I don't like cold pizza. 
I don't like fridge pizza. I used to hate cold pizza until I had it one time, unironically in St. Louis. Where is that from a local drunk. place? Or is it from a yeah. chain? First of all, a local yeah, place? Local. Nice. Mm-hmm. Jealous. Um, well, it's also really rate. cheap. We got... See, um, that's nice. Pizza, mozzarella sticks, french fries, and garlic bread for like 30 bucks. That's pretty good. I was with my friend the other day, like a week ago, and uh, we ordered pizza from a place in Durham um, that neither of us had tried. Obviously, I don't, I'm not, he lives in Durham, but I, I don't often get things from Durham. But uh, this pizza slapped. It was so fucking good. It was just from a random place called Enzo's. And so if any of you are from around here, I know Jordan listens to this. So Jordan, if you're listening, you're the one person I know who can uh, potentially relate to this and and uh, could potentially do something about it. Slaps. Enzo's in Durham slaps. Crazy good. Um, I should ask Bro, you on every time, every time you say Durham, I get so tripped up. You get, yeah, because the UNH thing. <laughs> that's fair. I'm Honestly, like, when, that's... when when were you in Durham and does why did I miss you, you? Does it make you feel better that that's definitely the superior Durham? Uh, because this Durham sucks. This Durham is not that great either. This Durham, you do not want to be out past 7 p.m. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Well, um, it's not a good, I mean, and I, of course, I have bias because I'm, I live in Chapel Hill, but I mean, then again, <laughs> I, I gotta say the pattern of things happening in Chapel Hill and things that I've experienced, uh, including just the other day, there was a shooting right outside my apartment and I heard it happen and I was like, that was somebody with a gun. Um, and then it was, it was on Twitter. Um, so I really can't talk shit. I'm going to be honest. And I've said this a hundred thousand times. Like I have lived in so many places. Obviously, you all know this about me. I've lived in so many places, including Ann Arbor. I haven't lived in Detroit, but I spent a lot of time in Detroit. Um, obviously, in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and now here, Maine, obviously, but that's another thing. Um, I have never felt more unsafe than I do in Chapel Hill. So anybody out there who like wants to throw shit at Detroit, I honestly felt safer in Detroit than I did in Ann Arbor. There's something about college towns that attracts the worst people ever and like does these terrible things so everybody stop shitting on these these big cities where bad things happen that you're always talking about and start looking at your fucking local college town because there's definitely stuff happening there that shouldn't be happening um but i digress um but anyway i love local pizza places i fucking love pizza pizza's my favorite food um i but anyway, so yeah, in the end, thank God that Dylan Larkin is okay. I think both sides should not be racist. And if I see one more Sens fan making a fucking Michigan joke or a Detroit joke, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, can we just be normal about things? Can we just not be, like, pieces of shit? And also, like, so oh, much of it is, Oh, this happened. Like, it was unfortunate. Let's just move on. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Like, let's let's be adults about this. Um. At any rate, the other crazy incident that occurred um uh was in the i'm gonna pull up just i forget what day it was um uh the florida panthers were playing um the columbus blue jackets there was a hit from good branson in which he uh checked him it was a very awkward check i don't know um, what happened? Um, no, other way around. 
Cousins hit Good Branson. That's what I should say. Cousins hit Good Branson. It was a very awkward, weird hit. Um, and in the end, Good Branson ended up being suspended for a game because he then went after Cousins um, and started beating on him, even when he was back, even when he's down on the ice. Now, I'm not going to sit here and defend Nick Cousins. That's just never going to happen because he's has hit women uh, and he's a bad dude. And I, you just won't hear me defending somebody who does that. Lauren, I don't know about you. I assume you've seen the video. A lot of people were pissed that Cousins didn't receive any sort of, um, first of all, no penalty on the play and no suspension or anything thereafter. But Good Branson obviously got the single game suspension. He was also assessed to game misconduct during the game. So in theory, like one and a half games. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, like you said about Cousins, I'm definitely not a fan of his. Um, I don't know. I think it could have gone both ways. Um, but this is, like, what I'm talking about again, where, like, if you maybe assess a penalty there, maybe we don't see this happen. Like, it's just, like, the most frustrating thing in the world is, like, like, yes, you're supposed to call the game as it is, but you're also supposed to control the game. Like, not, well, right. Maybe not control the game per se, but like make sure that the players don't end up trying to attack each other after like every check that happens. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was lighting a candle. I uh, and I do, you know, I will add that like I I don't know about your thoughts on this. Obviously, we we much earlier in this podcast's uh, existence we discussed because it was when. Dub, maybe? Somebody in the... Uh, somebody banned fighting. Um, and we were talking about this. The queue. Well, it was the queue. Yes, thank you. Um, and so we were talking about like that. And I think, I think it's true that the enforcer role is dying out. You see like a lot of... Just the matter of... You can have people who are good at enforcing the rules, but now it's not as easy for that to be really your only shtick. Like, you, you kind of have to also have talent. Um, but it is interesting. I've seen a lot of people criticizing this year's officiating. Obviously, you know, till we're blue in the face, Lauren and I could roast the fucking Department of Player Safety, who sucks ass, um, just fucking shakes a dice and whatever it lands on, that's the number of games they suspend somebody for anything. Um, but I don't know, what are your thoughts, I mean, like, what are your thoughts on a lot of the, you know, people and the criticism about, like, this is sort of why that players are now, we're seeing more players police the game themselves because the refs aren't stepping in. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. Um, I mean... Obviously, I understand that hockey is a very physical game, um, and that you know it's why you women feel like watch something because they talk about this. If something is egregious, you want to. If you see your if you see a player go down, you want them to you want to fight for them, especially if you think that it was a bad hit. And um, like hockey is such a fast game that really you don't really know if it's a clean hit. You just see someone down. Um, so that can be very fresh, like frustrating to see if you think it's if if you think it's was not clean and then like 
there's no penalty on it. So you think that you have to go out if you watch, like, say you watch one of your players who is a star player go down the tunnel. You want to have some rep- retribution for that. And I think that is a very dangerous situation that the NHL has put themselves in because that is a horrible idea. Because now we're going to see people go after, even if they, even if the hit was perfectly clean, you're going to see people, yep. players continue to go after each other just because they feel like they should. Yeah. And, and I mean, we saw it, I think, firsthand as Bruins fans um, when the, and I know we've talked about it before, about the Charlie McAvoy hit on Oliver ekman Larson that, that ended it up um, being a suspension of three, four games. I forget what it was. Doesn't matter. It's over now. Not that Charlie McAvoy's playing, but it was like a, a, a three or four game suspension. And then we saw in the next time that they played the Cats. I mean, first of all, the Panthers are just a fucking dirty team, and I hate their asses. Um, but the Cats were the players were clearly going after. Charlie McAvoy and making these dangerous hits. And I and I mentioned it on Twitter and everybody wanted me to die after I said it. But that I just don't think that this is the effective way. Like, I think the whole reason why we do suspensions is because you did something bad. You're going to be punished by not being able to help your team. I just don't know how that is then aided by upon their return. We're going to hurt them. And everybody gets pissed about that. But my other thing about it is that, look, I'm fine with there being that necessity of retribution in hockey games fine with that I think it should come as a direct drop the gloves with that person drop the gloves with you know that team's enforcer and I said that when the when the McAvoy thing happened when the 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 Panthers were making these hits against him I was like this is how you're gonna lose control of the game if one of you just squares up with Charlie McAvoy but but the other hard part and I was listening to you know they were talking about this when when the Bruins went to play the Leafs the other day um after uh, in theory, Brad Marchand's uh, hit or ag- trip of uh, Timothy Lilligren ended up keeping him out for a long time. Might still be out, honestly. Um, that they were talking about this on the 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 show on the um, I forget if it was on NHL Network or if it was on TNT, but anyway, they were talking about like, oh, is somebody going to step up? But there are all these rules, you know. Has to be somebody who's the same level of goodness as Brad Marchand who fights him. Like, it can't be Ryan Reeves. Not that it would ever be Ryan, Ryan Reeves. Reeves was on the ice. Yeah, not that it would ever ice. be Ryan Reeves. I honestly, what I hate about that is like he likes to claim that he's like the last enforcer, you know, in the in the NHL. Shut the fuck up! First of all, you don't do shit. You you are you're right. You're the last enforcer because you are defined by the fact you can only fight and you suck at hockey. You're bad. Like you this actually are bad. Um, and that's what I makes think he you would fight enforcer. before he would fight Brad Marchand. Yeah, like that's um, that's bizarre. Oh, come on, dude. You see that video of him falling down the stairs, Ryan Reeves? Which, sorry, I, he got hurt. I'm not I know lie. he did. I felt a little bad. Uh, that was honestly super embarrassing. And somebody pointed this out. Why the fuck did they put stairs there? Like, why are there So, I was thinking about this because I remember a place I used to um, play at. Yeah. So, actually, it was Union College. They have their locker rooms downstairs and their rink is upstairs. So, you have to walk up and down between periods up the stairs. And I remember doing this, and I was holding on to the rails for my dear life because I'm also a goalie. I'm wearing like 50 pounds yeah, you of got equipment. A fucking gear on. And I'm I, like, this was a workout. Like my legs hurt, and so <laughs> I'm just like, like, and I'm not talking about one flight of stairs. I'm talking about like two, three flights of stairs. Um, 
So that's all I could think about when I saw that was like, thank God I didn't fall. Because if that's what I would have looked like, I would have been so upset. It, it was a very, it was a cartoonish fall, I'm going to be honest it was, with you. It was like, uh, uh, it was, you could play the banana whatever. Thing. It, it reminded me. The Jack Hughes fall. When everybody that too, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about the Jack Hughes thing too. But oh, yeah. um, I will also mention that it, it also reminded me of, fuck, who was it? Was it Samsonov? Somebody came off the ice and like threw like a dolly, like a like a, one of the things you use to carry boxes around. Fuck, I don't remember who that was. Um, but it like came know, back up and just like hit I know Samsonov broke a stick. It, it might have been. It was just the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, I believe it would be Samsonov. But I will say, um, uh, the other thing that that was, um. Before I say this, while we're just thinking about the the poorly made uh, stadiums, um, I I don't know who it was. It might have been the Sharks. Um, somebody social media posted. I don't know because you know you guys know that I like the social medias of NHL teams when they're funny and show personality. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the the Sharks earlier today posted like. Like follow us from the trip, follow us along the trip from the locker room to the arena, mullet arena. And it was like this long walk and they had to go through these like gross passageways that looked like they haven't been, you know, touched in like 40 years. I don't, I think that the mullet arena jokes are a little stale, you know, I get it. But like, first of all, if it was the Sharks, that team's better than you. The Coyotes are better than you by a lot. You suck. You're the Sharks. And I'm just like, are we really going to keep roasting on them about this? When They're they winning clearly... the Stanley Cup, bro. I honestly, look, if the Coyotes, guys, this is a real, I'm not, I'm making this I was talking about the Sharks. Oh, well, that's not happening. But if the Coyotes <laughs> win the Stanley Cup, everybody listen to this. If the Coyotes win the Stanley Cup, what will I do? I will get. Can we get matching I'll tats? Get, I'll get Growler the Coyote tattooed on my ass. Like, oh my actually, God, that I will is. Get, that is... I, Guys, I'm saying that right now. You can put that on paper if they win the Stanley Cup. And also, but you guys have to pay for it because I did predict this. This was like a grace prediction. And so I am owed that. But I will do it if you guys give me the money. Um, But I don't know. That was just annoying to me. I don't know why. I'm sick and tired of like – and I think this goes back to like what I was saying about everybody like Sens fans making fun of Detroit. Like I just think it's kind of stale to poke fun at like like either like issues in the community – you know, the perception of a community or just like things that like are beyond the control of that. Like I get having beef and like making fun and like, even like, I, I don't get super pissed off when people make the Boston joke, like the racist Boston jokes, mostly because they're right. And everywhere is racist, but you know, that's beside the point, but like, I don't, that's less, that's more harmless in my mind because obviously we know the fans of Boston and like a lot of good people there who are, you know, actively anti-racist, but uh, I don't know. I just think that it, it gets a little like it just feels like you're not funny enough if you're relying on like stereotypes or well, especially shit like when they're that. like they're so random. Like, like I know I'll post sometimes, and I'll just get like replies that are just like Boston is racist, and I'm like, yeah. What does this have to? 
do with what I was saying. Yeah, or like you'll you'll call out like something that happens when somebody was racist, and they're like, yes. "Oh, coming from a Boston fan." I'm like, and it's like I'm okay. call- I'm calling it out. What are you doing, bitch? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll call us out and them out if you really want me to. Like, like we've been doing that for years. Like- yeah, I mean, yeah, I was gonna say if, if Boston fans do something racist, the first people you're gonna hear about it from are are Boston fans who are not racist. So I really don't. I really don't, um, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, the other thing that happened, uh, hilariously, the Bruins played the Devils and we lost. Um, that was our last game, right? I think it was on Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever it was. Um, we play again tonight, um, in an hour, but the Bruins played the Devils. I, first of all, predicted the future because I said Morgan Geeky's getting a goal tonight. He was on and then he did get a goal. I was amazing. And we can we've done that we've said this before because you predict the future with the Connor Bedard thing. And I, I predicted did. this future. Uh so this was funny. But at any rate, Bruins were up one nothing, ended up uh losing in overtime on a Jack Hughes goal. Somebody on Twitter said, Do you guys also yell Jack Hughes? Like the French, like I accuse. And now I can't stop thinking about that. So whoever said it on Twitter, no. that was funny. That was funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, uh, Jack Hughes earlier in the game, hilariously, it was so funny. I tweeted about it right when it happened. Collides again in cartoonish fashion, as Jack Hughes always seems to do, with his own brother. Uh, and Jack Hughes goes flying. Um, and it was funny. It, that, that was that was the whole thing. That just like you hear the announcers, they're like, "Oh, a couple players in the Devils just collided." Wait, Jack Hughes collided <laughs> with with Luke Hughes. It was funny. Um, but I would love to be Quinn at that point in time. That's like, I know. It's some like you idiots. On, some of our friends on Twitter were saying, "Like, man, I can't even imagine." You know, the the phone call that they're gonna get from Quinn later. Um, but at any rate, he was asked about it in the immediate post game interview. Like while he's still on the ice, hasn't gotten off yet. And then later in the scrum, he was asked about it again. And presumably, according to his statement, sounds like he was asked about it in between. People were pissed that the reporter asked him in the scrum after they had showered or whatever, were getting ready to leave, um, collided with your brother, LOL. And Jack Hughes said, you're like the fifth or sixth person to ask me that, so I'm not going to answer that. Bah, 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 bah. Jack Hughes, first of all, I've just found as a generally grumpy person. I don't know if you've gotten that vibe. Like I just they all are. Well, I guess Luke isn't bad. Luke I don't think that Luke bad. is. I don't I feel th- like he's I've... like the ray of sunshine in the family. Luke looked at me with like a deer in fucking headlights when I got angry at him for almost hitting me with my with with his scooter. He looked at me like I could have beaten him up because I could have, and I almost did. <laughs> no, I didn't actually. But I was. <laughs> he's like um, he's like a he child. Seems, he seems like a normal normal person. The, the few times that to I to me he's like the that. devil's lorai. Because he just looks like a kid. Like, that he is, a, that like is a, baby. a full kid. Yeah, somebody did comment to one of us about... Um, the Bruins posted that TikTok of the players lip-syncing a Tate McRae song, which was hilarious. It's super funny. The song, Greedy, great song, too. Um, they're lip-syncing it. Uh, and at the beginning, it's Mason Lower. First of all, hilarious how well they know this song. Other than Hampus Lindholm, he clearly was just doing it for the bit. The other guys, Brandon Carlo, uh, Mason Lowry, Jeremy Swayman, Johnny Beecher, they either uh, Elaine really instructed them on what to do, or they have listened to that song a lot. And I think that Beecher, 
Beecher was Beecher especially that spot. He wanted to be there and doing it. Yeah, he did. Um, but at any rate, once they did that, um, somebody commented to one of us, I think it was to you, um, Marzi on Twitter asked, like, how old is this kid? Um, he does look like he's like 12 about Mason and Lone Rye. He looks like he's like 11. But no, he's like... He could be a he? solid 16. He's like 21 or 22. Like, he's an adult. He's 22. That's crazy. He's a year younger than me. Than us. That's crazy. That's actually bonkers. Um, but at any rate... I don't know, Lauren. What were your thoughts on the Jack Hughes thing? Uh, I have my thoughts. What are your thoughts? Um, I'm a huge fan of the Hughes brothers. Um, so watching them run into each other was so funny. Um, yeah, but, if you guys haven't seen that video, look that up. It's hilarious. It's it. just so there's cartoonish. Pro- I can't describe it any other way. There's probably a shit ton of meme stuff going on, too. Like, I would, I would love to see that. I have to look that up of after what this. Stuff? Of what? Like meme, meme stuff, like memes. Meme, meme. What the fuck just happened? What the fuck did you just say? I'm dead ass. What the fuck just happened? Did everybody else just hear Lauren say meme? That's like what, like what my fucking father says. Meme. Okay, I don't need bullying from you two today. Okay. This is fucked up that you just said that. That's almost, that's way worse than when you called him Poitras. That was bad. <laughs> this is worse. Please. He's still poetrous in my mind. I don't care what he says. Well, he's not playing tonight, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but at any rate, true. Yeah, we can talk about that later. But uh, okay, so go ahead. Give me your thoughts, general, because there's been a big divide on Twitter between the Jack Hughes stands and the people who just don't give a shit about Jack Hughes and think that it was rude. Like the the comments that he made mm-hmm. after. Oh, I don't care. I don't care what these what he says in them, unless he says literally. Unless he literally lines up the fucking journalist and he goes fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you i don't care <laughs> like, like especially like when we were just talking about that no comment thing like they're not saying anything disrespectful they're just yeah. shrugging off the comment like he doesn't have to respond to it for the fifth time if he doesn't want to and that's that's fine i'm a jack hughes hater first and foremost i'm pretty sure it was about jack hughes on this podcast that god months ago i said like If Jack Hughes does something that we should be pissed about, what did he do that people got mad at? Because I did say that. I said, like, Jack Hughes does something bad. talked about boobs. That was hilarious. That That was was funny. This is less funny than that. That was just objectively hilarious. Thank you. Wow, that was a really good memory on your part. Um, But I do remember Yeah, I'll never forget Jack Hughes talking about Hughes. Boobs, About Hughes. Boobs. That was funny as fuck. Um, But I will say that I did find it a little bit off-putting, but I also am just off-put in general by Jack Hughes. I just don't like him. It didn't help that it was immediately after he scored the game-winning goal in overtime against my team. Um, oh, but, someone's biased. Yeah, it could be a little bit of that. But it also, I just am not a big Jack. He's my least favorite of the Hughes brothers. I'm not saying he's bad. Um, I can't, I tweeted, I fucking hate Jack Hughes after that, and everybody was like, he's such a good player. Yeah, I don't give a you fuck. You got all the Hughes girls after you? I go, so is Matthew Kachuk. I don't like him, though. He fucking sucks. They um, they ride together, I swear to God. They One do. One of them talks a... to a hate tweet, and then... There, there's a lot... There are certain players that people will ride or die for, which is... is I mean, I, I really can't fault them, because, like, I would do it for, like, Charlie McAvoy, for sure. Me went to Grass Breeze. Yeah, that, or fucking somebody says, oh, a, 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 they even breathe a thought 
about Dan and Heinen, you're not seeing tomorrow. You will just be dead our, by our then. Or goalie situation in general. Like, I will that too. fight you um, for forever. Like, yeah, I real. know more so, than you. Fun at fact. any rate, like I said, I might find it a little bit off-putting. I do think, like, the thing is that, like, clearly this reporter didn't know that he had already been asked this a lot. Maybe he should have assumed. I don't care. But the reporter seemed to be in very good spirits about it. Like, he tweeted about it, thought it was funny. Um, and I don't really, like, I can't fault any players for being, I get that. I think that hockey players are the least trained in terms of media. Like, I just think that they aren't used to having that sort of attention. And so. Well, you should, you should tell that to Garnet Hathaway because he was really, really good when. Um, oh, when that person that said whole, that. Yeah. Oh, the my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fucking, I love that. Was that was good. Um, no, that was awesome. Yeah, when when oh, what was that? I don't even remember what the question was, but like somebody asked a question, and then another flyer about like the rebuild, who it, right? Who it sounds like was fired. Yeah, um, was like Good. funny how how that has aged, considering the flyers are actually doing well. Yeah. Um, but it like them commenting when a woman reporter or woman who does socials for them like asked a question, they were like making a fucking dumbass comment, and Garnet Hathaway like paused as they finished that thought because they had left themselves unmuted on zoom and then he just answered the question like it was no big deal i'm a i'm a garnet hathaway stan so go main by the way so um you know i'm gonna defend him always he was also recently implicated in a implicated i don't know why i said it like that i've been reading too many um law stuff um but implicated yeah that was weird um indicted he was implicated in this. Yeah, he lined up uh, one of his former team, one of his former line mates, and his very good like friend, like from childhood and into the league. Um, oh, I don't even remember who it was though. So that clearly shows you how much I care. But people were really pissed about that. People are always pissed at Garnet Hathaway, which is funny because I don't know, like, you know, in his short tenure with the Bruins, which was amazing, and I hope he comes back someday. Um, I never really. I didn't get the vibe, but apparently he has constantly had the vibe or the um, reputation of being a dirty player. I never got that when he was with us. To be honest, I kind of I, I I agree, um, but maybe I don't think we're good that because of yeah I know because he didn't really have to you know do too much. But I was I was also I was thinking more of like Orlov. Like, not that he's a dirty player, but he does have some interest, like questionable plays. Yeah. So that's what, that's where I was isn't leaning. It, isn't it weird to think about? By the way, guys, that's me. That's not Lauren this time. Those sirens you hear are me, not Lauren. Um, shockingly, that's wild. That's my, a every time I come home, every time I come home, my parents like when we hear a siren, they're like, "Do you feel like you're in Worcester again?" And I'm like, "Shut up, shut it." Yeah, like, that's funny, first of all. But second of all, uh, like, two days ago, I, I when the shooting happened outside my apartment, I called my mom at, like, 10.30. Sorry, mom, I know you're sleeping. But I called her because I knew that she would wake up in the morning and see it and uh, get nervous that, that because it was right outside, that, that it had happened here. Like, I honestly sometimes, like, I don't know if it's just a by, by virtue of, like, blocking out what happened at the end of last season as a Bruins fan, like, I honestly often forget about Hathaway and Orlov, particularly Orlov being on the team. 
Like I just, and I, I look Bertuzzi. I feel like we all remember yo Nick on Twitter, Nick something. You all know him. He's a Rangers guy. Cool guy. Great dude. Um, also it was a podcast, but he, uh, pointing this out and I knew that there was something that Tyler Bertuzzi looks like a Culkin brother that's what he looks like and he totally does I knew there was I knew there was somebody this whole time that he looked like but I could not put my finger on it until he said that and I was like oh my god he looks like a Culkin brother um but I don't know Lauren I always look look up yeah look up honestly just go go on Nick's Twitter it it, like he posted a, a Okay. The picture, that particular picture that that somebody tweeted, they were comparing Tyler Bertuzzi to their dog and said he looks like their dog, which he also did. But in that particular picture, he just looked exactly like a Culkin brother. Um, but I just forget, honestly, I forget that they were on the team. Like, well, they were less Bertuzzi, short time. but more, or I know. And it, it's weird to think about, too, because, like, I. <sighs> You know, I think that we as Bruins fans were like, and this is what happened. I mean, Don Sweeney built these, brought in these players to build a team that was going to win the cup that was already insanely good. And he brought in these pieces that he thought would make us better. Um, Didn't pan out if you guys weren't there. Uh, Don't know if anybody remembers. (laughs) Why would happen? I don't remember. Uh, But at any rate, I forget that that happened. But anyway, so, so, um, yeah, I don't really care about the Jack Hughes thing, but. There are people who will stand for certain players, um, and I respect it. That's not – I hate when people are like, well, they're puck bunnies, you know what? I don't – fuck – first of all, if you use puck bunny on Twitter, I'm unfollowing you. If it's unironically, I'm unfollowing yeah. – and I've honestly unfollowed people in the past, like, week because people I follow said it. Me too, I'm tired of it. stop that shit. It's funny if you're, like, saying it as a joke. Like, I could say it about myself. It's the whole, like, woman, this is why women shouldn't watch hockey thing. Like, it's a joke. And they're right. First of all, they're right, because women shouldn't. But beside that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It would have saved me a lot of sadness. Because so this is my... I don't I don't know if Go you ahead. saw my, my tweet today, uh, but it was, like, it was, like, your worst... Wait, let me find it. What's the most heartbreaking loss you've ever seen? I would have so much more money, not to mention... Um, well, I guess my my parents would since they bought me the tickets. But like, if I didn't go to Game Six of 2013, if mm. I had no idea that they existed, I would have never had to feel that. Also, I remember, um, I would, I wrote that I was 13 years old. I want to start this off by saying that. I wrote, Wait, when like, you've been 12, very long? long. Not to be dramatic, not to be pedantic. Yes, I would have been 12. Yes, I would have been 12. Been 12. Yeah. Um. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Grace is flipping me off, little bitch. Um, <laughs> this is why women shouldn't watch hockey. Uh, because they can't get their ages right. Um, like, like that would have saved me so much time and energy. Maybe I could have been doing something good instead of watching hockey. And then instead of playing hockey, maybe I would have done something different. I don't know. Real. I mean, the 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 thing about that, that when people are like, you know, women watch sports just to be able to talk to guys about it or whatever. First of all, why would I, why on God's green earth would I put myself through that? Sports have hurt me more than any man ever could. I always like, like to say that that was my first heartbreak. Real. And somebody said, somebody was like, somebody was like 
you know, maybe you just haven't felt real heartbreak from a man. Maybe you (laughs) weren't a fan of the Boston Bruins in the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. Or you weren't a fan of the Boston Celtics in the 2023 Game 7 of uh, the NBA, the Eastern Conference Finals. My point is, that just argument doesn't work. Simply because I would never put myself through the amount of mental trauma that these teams have caused me. Like, truly more pain than anything I can imagine. No man is ever going to be worth that. And honestly, the best conversations I've had about sports have been with other women who like sports. It's also, I feel like it's, I feel like it's harder to just, like, have a casual chat with a dude about, like, sports. Like, it's frustrating. Because not only, they're like, they're like, yeah, well, if you really knew the sport, then. Like, I remember, I used to have a Bruins, like, Instagram. Pretty popular, not gonna lie. But, um, yeah, you didn't know this? This is, I was, like, 11 years old, and I was running Bruins Instagram. Um... But people would DM me all the time and be like, well, who won the Olympic gold medal in this year? Who did this in this year? And I'm like, shut up. I hate you. You're a bitch. Shut up. That is why it's so hard to have, like, why people, like, you know. Anyway, that's why it's so hard to have conversations with men, like, about it. Because they are, they're number one thing is trying to get you to prove that you're an actual fan where like that just doesn't think about it women don't i honestly think i'm gonna start doing that actually if a man starts trying to talk to me about a sport i'm gonna like get him to prove these i'm gonna be like i'm gonna find the most obscure facts and i'm gonna demand that he explain that to me before i i respect him yeah, which is right? what they do they want they want you to they want to catch you up yeah they want to be like hey do, yeah and this is a sh- this is to all the women out there who like sports. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume it's not just for our personalities, but because you like hockey. And I'll say that maybe it's for our personalities. We have good personalities. Anyway, but yeah. I will say this, that if a man ever, like, tries to catch you up and you, like, missay a player, you incorrectly, you know, whatever, you make a mistake – just know that man has made a thousand more mistakes when he's talking about sports in his life. But just the fact that he put you on the spot proves that he is threatened by your knowledge of the sport. He doesn't want to believe that a woman knows more about a sport than he does because he's fragile. Yeah. And he's a hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I believe what, what are you giggling about? No, just, it's just so funny. What? No, what's funny? Men. Men. <laughs> Men. Bro. <laughs> Why? Is something going on with a man right now? This doesn't. <laughs> oh. No. Unfortunately. You're lying. Maybe over a break. We might. We'll probably cut out a lot of what just we just talked about, but the moral of the past few minutes that Lauren and I have been talking about <laughs> is we love Philly. Philly is a king. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh, you know what? Um, I just realized it was crazy the other day. I think that Twitter is doing something weird where it's like making me unfollow people that I clearly follow. Like, like the you other think? day, like I, the other day, like I, I realized I wasn't. It said I wasn't following M M Verga, who always has really? supported our show, and I would not do Darlene, like Kyle's Darlene. I wasn't following Darlene. I was like, yes, I am. Like, just really weird. weird. I know. I keep and honestly though, Philly t- uh, messaged me the other day and said. 
that none of my notifications are pop. Like, think if I respond to him, it won't show that up ha- in his. Yes, something is going on on Twitter. I, I will say. Is it just my you stuff? Respond to my things, and I don't see it. I don't think it's just you though. I okay, you don't think it's people. But but I have noticed it with you because you're like you're like the notification that I actually pay attention to. Real. Because when you respond to me, I know you're not like thirsting for me on Twitter. Well, that's a lie. Well, I am. But... Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> I am. Let's be real. God. God. This is guys. so public. God. Oh my god. Yeah, we're going public with our relationship. Actually, <laughs> that's why. The, um. When, um. Someone commented when I on my private. I was like, "Can't believe me and Grace aren't friends anymore." And they were like, "Oh, it's oh, said you you're married." married? <laughs> yeah, and you're right. And you're right. You're correct. Uh, I um, forget who it was, but that was funny. Or we we should have a pact. Like if we're not married by like thirty five, you want to get married? I do have that pact with somebody. I'm that makes me really upset, and it's not me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I have a friend. Uh, his name is Matthew. Uh, okay, well, he, he can die. Okay. Yeah, I told him. I told <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I told him uh, one day when I was a junior in college before I met you. So I'll I'll call it off. This is fucked up right um, now. I'm so fucking pissed. <laughs> but I said to him, I was like, "Hey, if we're not both married by like 33 years old, do you want to just get married?" Because he's also from Belgium. So I was like, I'll get you your green card. You can come hang out with me and we'll be we'll have fun. And he was like, Yeah, that, that works, I guess. And I was like, okay. For you. Listen, you could you could make it happen for real. Okay, well you then how about if he's, if he's you have if ten he's years. Married, if he's married by thirty five, if he's married by your fucking thirty three stupid date and we're not, <laughs> we're getting married the next day. Fuck you. We can get married um, the next day. We can get married okay, tomorrow. Good. Honestly, we could. I don't know what's stopping us. Um, <laughs> the other thing I wanted to actually, before we like even touch on questions, just because I saw this question from last week about Stamkos, he's been on a tear lately, mm-hmm. and I just want Tampa Bay to know if you get rid of him before the trade deadline, not only are you a fucking bitch because you just traded your captain, uh, but the other thing is that I think you're wrong. Like I think that he mm-hmm. is an integral part to their success, and I just oh, think yeah. that he's proving it. I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I, I think that... I don't know what's going to happen. Look, you're right. Selfishly, do I hope somehow we get him? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Um, For Omar, maybe? They can't, though, but... The, <laughs> I wouldn't the make one, that. Tampa's the one team that I don't think would, would do that because they don't need a goalie, in theory. Yeah, they, don't. they have Vasilevsky. Well, hmm. I know. Mm. Well, did you see, speaking <laughs> of good goalies being terrible lately... Um. Samsonov letting in four goals on like 18 shots the other night. Yeah, but hasn't he done that already this season? Like on like 16 Probably. shots or something? What's going Bro, on? Bro, that man sucks. But can we talk about how cute it was on the dad's trip with oh. Wall? Wall and his dad. He looks like a 10 year old talking to his dad. It was so cute. Oh, yeah. Another crazy dad's trip thing. There are so many dad's trip stories. The one I was going to talk about was John Tavares scoring. It doesn't actually have to do with dad's trip. It just happened to be on the dad's trip. Uh, John Tavares got his 1,000th point against the Islanders, his former team who he was with for years and years. Warren, what are your thought on, thoughts on Isles fans being so up in arms and hating on John Tavares upon his return? 
I don't know. Why give it to me. Give it. Give it to the people while I go pee. I mean, I can't really give it to them because I think it's all stupid. Because when a player plays for you, it's like I don't know. I understand being upset when someone leaves, they come back, and you're like, "Well, you should have stayed with us." But also, this is really weird. Not talking to Grace right now. I don't really like this. Um. I don't know. I just think that you should just have basic respect for everybody who has played for you, and he didn't do anything wrong, so. Anyway, I just opened a strawberry Moscato. I heard you talking about it. You know, I could hear you the whole time I was peeing, right? Oh. Somebody said it smelled like a candle. (laughs) That was me. Um, I said I wanted a candle, but it's pretty good. I don't this know. is amazing. I do feel like we haven't. I do feel like we haven't really delivered on our promise of being outrageously drunk for this episode. Yeah, um, we haven't. But this is really good. I got it literally Ooh. at a gas station. But people have been. I, I've given it to some people. Like I brought it to Thanksgiving with my friends, and mm-hmm. I um, gave it to my friend the other night. It's low. It's only like I think it's only like six percent alcohol, um, but it is so good. Like it's very like I've, I've had the brand before. It's like a very good juice. Yeah, it's the blueberry Moscato for those of you who can't see, obviously, which is all of you. It's it's the Lucio, so L-U-C-C-I-O, blueberry Moscato. It slaps. It fucking slaps. Um, but yeah, I think it's stupid, the the aisles. Cause like I kind of get it. Like I get it. I'm gonna make an NBA comparison. I get it when Kevin Durant goes back to Oklahoma City and people boo. It's cause he left on really bad terms. It's fucked up. Oklahoma City has a has a basketball game? I'm only I'm saying this to get a rise out of her. And she's succeeding. Um, yes, they do. <laughs> um, but at any rate, but like when it comes to players that I feel like did their time and did the best they could, like it's the same with like if Claude whenever Claude Giroux goes back to to Philadelphia, which to be fair, I don't think they do boo him, which is a shocker considering the fans in Philadelphia. But um like I think if a player is given their all, it's the same exact reason, again with the basketball, same exact reason why. OKC will always boo Durant when he comes back, but they're not going to boo Russell Westbrook. It's because if mm-hmm. you give everything you have to an organization and you, you know, ride it out until like it's very clear this is just not either it doesn't mesh with the player or this team is in a rebuilding era. You don't want talent to be wasted on it on a good team. Um, and I think that's why, like with Claude Giroux, like they don't boo him because he gave everything to Philadelphia. He did all this for the city and was an amazing player, still is an amazing player. And so it kind of made sense when he left. And I get the same thing with Tavares. Like, I just think that he did so much for the Islanders. He even wore that really ugly fucking jersey that I hate that looks like the Knicks jerseys. He did that too. Um, But my point is, I don't know, I just think it's stupid. Um, First of all, it's just stupid. Very rarely will I boo. I mean, that's not true. I boo people at sports games. I'll boo Kyrie Irving. I'll boo Jordan Bennington. I'll boo Matthew Kachuk. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny when people boo Brad Marchand. That doesn't bother me. I think that's funny. But I think that there's a certain point where it just doesn't make sense. Um, the I other dads... People. You don't boo people. Good for you. You're a really good person. Yeah, my, I am... Uh, my morals are insane. I was going to say that. Um... <laughs> Uh, at any rate, uh, the other, um, 
the other dad's trip story. Do you know what I'm about to talk about? No, I don't. So they did the dad's trip, dads and mentor trips for, for Colorado. Miko Ranton, who's obviously a very good player for the Avalanche, uh, had a, a great game. I think it was against the Flyers. I don't really remember. And he, in his postgame presser, made a note, a very pointed note, about what had occurred with Lekkonen, who's another player on the Avs, for those of you who don't know. His father, so Lekkonen's Finnish, he's from Finland, his father on Finnish television was making all of these comments. It's unclear to me if, like, his dad like, worked with Finnish television or just Finland has so little news that they decided to bring on the father of an NHL player. Unclear. But point is, Lekkonen's dad made these comments about, like, R- Ranton not working hard enough, um being overall lazy, whatever. And so Miko Randon and his postgame presser directly called out one of his team, one of my teammates' fathers, you know, had a, one of my teammates, he even like said the word finish. Like he, it was very clear who he was talking about. I can't even fucking imagine the awkwardness in this locker room, first of all. <laughs> That'd be like my dad going and like making a comment about one of like my high school soccer teammates. Like that's uncomfortable. Out the wazoo. Um, my other thing is, first of all, what is the dad doing talking about how his son's teammate, who, by the way, is Miko Rantanen. Your son sucks way more than Miko Rantanen. That is a stupid thing to do. Why would you? That'd be like fucking if... Fucking Trent Frederick's dad, and God love Trent Frederick and his father. I'm sure they're great people. Went out and was like talking mad shit about, I don't know, some uh, Charlie McAvoy. Like, do you know how stupid you look? You look like an idiot. I, I just don't know what motivated that, but I can't even imagine the That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Had you not seen That's that? That's wild. No, I hadn't seen that. That was a really awkward thing that happened on the dad's trip. Uh, That's wild. Isn't that crazy? But let's go. We'll go to some uh, questions. Um, what Bruins player? This is from Kennedy I fifty seven. Who's at prime time? Great guy. Which Bruins player do you feel has the hottest seat, so to speak, and needs to prove they're deserving of a spot on this roster? Also, who do you see as being a likely call up to be given an opportunity to earn a spot? What the fuck? Did you hear that? <laughs> No. That was crazy. Somebody just, like, slammed the side of the dumpster outside my window. But anyway. All right, Bruin. Uh, Bruin? Lauren, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Lauren. What? I know that, that was I'm the head coach, I don't know what just happened. That was, that was good. Please keep True. it in. That was messed <laughs> up. I don't want to, but I will. Uh, Lauren, what are your thoughts? Who has, who's on the, has the hottest seat? Is on the hottest seat? Okay. For the Bruins? All right. First off, nobody's coming up because uh, they don't even want to play the players that they have up here. Uh, and <laughs> Boom, roasted Jim Montgomery. Sorry, Jim. It's just the truth. And then um, Hot Seat, even though I don't think he deserves it, it's Jake DeBrusque. And it's just because people don't see him scoring. I think, that, I think that's the right answer. To be honest. They don't realize everything that he's doing, both away from the, away from the puck and prior to goals being scored or I mean maybe even not just goals being scored but just seeing what he's doing away from the puck um I don't think people have or 
watch him close enough, which is understandable. I mean, you're usually watching the guy with the puck. I get it. But he has been playing well. He and just hasn't been fans. putting up points. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. A lot of non Bruins fans chime in on the Jake DeBras because yeah. my thing is, I think that other teams would value him. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like I, I do think the Bruins fan base is a little. And he mentioned this. He said that he said it to Matthew Patra. You know, which was so sad, can, it, heartbreaking. It literally broke my heart. Um, when he said he he made a comment in an interview. For those of you who didn't see you, who aren't Bruins fans, Jake DeBrusque. For those of you who don't know the history, was blamed a lot for the Bruce Cassidy firing, largely because he and Bruce Cassidy did not get along. Like that is true. That's whatever. And Jake DeBrusque had originally requested a trade. Uh, he rescinded that request after Bruce Cassidy was fired. Uh, it might have been before he was even fired, but at any rate, um, he was talking to Matthew Patra, who now has been taking a lot of heat for a few mistakes that he's made. Um, which he's nineteen. We can talk about. We can talk about that in a second because I also I yeah I'll get there in a second. Don't let me forget that I was going to say something. But um, he mentioned he said that he talked to Matthew Patra and said like. I know that it's hard to shut out the noise. And Matthew Potter has been very mature and said, like, I'm shutting out the noise. You know, Jim Montgomery's been hard on him the past few weeks. Um, and he said... I don't know if he deserves it, but... I don't think he does, and that's beside the point. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird that now Jim Montgomery is deciding to take a stand, you know, after, yep. like, he's always yep. been, like, the chill, cool, relaxed. Now you're taking a stand with your 19-year-old, like, Ooh. senator who is being expected to step into, like, a Patrice Bergeron spot. Like... That's yeah. kind of crazy. But at any rate, we can talk about that. But um, Jake DeBrus mentioned to reporters that he talked to Matthew Potter and said, like, you know, shut out the noise. And if you ever feel bad about what people are saying about you, look up my name. Um, it's true. I mean, Jake DeBrus gets so much of the heat um, from Bruins fans, which has got to be, you know, it's the same thing we were talking about with Jordan Cairo. Like, when it's your own fan base saying it, it, it makes it so much harder to hear like it's one thing to have opposing fans on your ass for being bad it's another thing to have your own fans like saying that they think you suck um which i by the way i don't i like jake debrusque this is this is not a a grace and grace and lauren like debrusque so put that out there um but what i was going to say about the the um potter thing is that i do see him getting a lot more criticism than the other rookies being Johnny yeah. Beecher is the only other rookie that's playing a ton of minutes. And how cute did you read that article about them living together? I heard about it. I haven't gotten the time to read it. But I'm if you read to. it, super cute. The two of them living together is just the sweetest thing. I think it's so funny. So Johnny Beecher's got to be like 22 or 23 now. Um, mm-hmm. And him like taking Patra under his wing as they both embark on this like first year in the league together is super cute. But, um, and Matthew Patra saying that he, his mom, was like you are not living alone you cannot live alone and he was like i can live alone actually no i can't live alone my mom was right <laughs> um real uh, which is so funny and i love their like matthew potter getting excited about like johnny beecher has a has an air fryer in storage back in providence and matthew potter was really <laughs> excited for them to get the air fryer out so that he could use it oh to cook God. stuff i love um, my air fryer i real me too um but i will say that I think he gets a lot more criticism than the other rookies. Which I'll get it on the one on the well. So here's why I I understand why people are doing it in the sense of like I don't I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. I think that it's wrong. But I think the reason people are doing it is because like think about it like how much is being put on him, which is crazy to think about that we got two rookie centers right now. 
we have two rookie centers, and one of them has been has played in Providence. The other one is 19 years old and came straight from Guelph in juniors. Like he came straight mm-hmm. up, might not have made it, made it. Here he is. Um, it's crazy to me that people are putting so much more pressure on him than say like a Johnny Beecher. Um, go blue. Um, but I I honestly I think it is because. And again, I don't agree with this. This is not me agreeing with it. I think it's because people see a lot of star potential in him. Unexpected star potential. I'm not agreeing with this. I'm not agreeing with this. I still think it's wrong and people are ruining the opportunity we have. But I agree. Like, I think this kid has something really special. I'm not going to be the person who's like, he's the next Patrice Bergeron because I just don't think anybody can fill those shoes. Mm -hmm. But I think he has something that went unnoticed by everybody that let him drop to the second round, end of the second round in the draft, unnoticed by opponents currently, unnoticed, honestly, to a certain extent, by Jim Montgomery. Like, I think that this kid actually has something crazy special that none of us were ready for in the same way, personally, that I think, like, again, I'm not saying he has to fill these shoes, but, like, same way that people didn't expect this, what happened out of Brad Marchand. People didn't expect what happened out of Patrice Bergeron. I think that he just has like some factor that because he showed signs of it early on, people are now holding him to too high a standard. Like he is still a kid. He's 19. He didn't play in Providence. He can't play in Providence. I don't know. I just, that's what, that's why I like, like my emotional attachment to players who like, because I know my mom instinct. Yes, exactly. Senses are kicking in. Yeah, I I just like I see people shitting on him, and I instantly just want to like scream at them and tell them to go to their room. Like, he's nineteen. Are you guys not understand? <laughs> he's a child. He's five years younger than me. He is five years younger. Than- I'm a fucking oh. dumbass. I'm a stupid dumb idiot, and I do stupid shit all the time. And he is handling it with poise and grace that I do not have. Yeah, he honestly is like, um, he's very just like happy to be along for the ride and he's taking advantage of the chances that he's getting and it's nice to see uh, obviously that's going to come with some slumps and that's fine like he's a kid he's fucking yeah, and I mean, like, and it's true like people keep like well look he caused this goal like he caused a couple of them okay yeah. first of all so I've, seen other Marsh- I've, I've seen brad marshawn a couple goals but we're not fucking talking about it a few important <laughs> ones actually yeah. i can think of one that was really important anyway but like so i think that i think (laughs) i think that um like like i'm talking to a cat right now um i think that i think that there is so much pressure being put on him and i say this about all the rookies and I, i think it's true that um i just think that the amount of pressure that is put on them is crazy and i can't imagine being in their position like i truly can't fathom it you know, I've been in situations where I've been under a lot of pressure, but it is clearly nothing compared to having an entire fan base of a sport with their eyes on you, expecting certain things out of you. And the minute you slip up, they're going to jump your fucking on your fucking ass. I was going to say jump your bones, yeah. but I think that that means jump, having sex with jump so not on that. your fucking ass. Jump, jump on your jump on your dick, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> wait, that's also I think like what I tell people to get off my dick. I'm saying stop being a bitch to me. At any rate, mm-hmm. um, but I think that like the amount of pressure, I, 
and I do have to say, I mean, like you saw it with, uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on the the Bruins' decision to now sort of turn Matthew Patra into what the Ducks were kind of doing with Leo Carlson, which, by the way, they stopped doing. And you know what happened? He fucking heated the fuck up. He's been electric. Um, I love, first of all, I love Leo Carlson. I saw a video of him. The social media team for the Ducks was asking about their favorite Christmas movie. First of all, not only was he adorable when he, I forget, I think he said Home Alone. But then at the end, he was like, you guys should do more of these questions. Like, it was so fucking endearing. Just the sweetest thing. This kid is awesome. I mean, all the rookies this he is, year. He's very sweet. I know. They all seem so We are blessed to have the, the rookies. I mean, not only on the Bruins, but like Feature, Lowry, and Patra, who seem wonderful, but like Adam Fantelli is a great kid. Um, like fucking Leo Carlson, Connor Bedard is a great kid. All these kids are just truly awesome. I think that it's great that we're getting to see a, a new generation. What were you going to say? Not only are they great, but they're handling things like I could never, especially yeah, so Connor Bedard. Yeah, like yep, you are a god. He's way better than men. me. Yeah, <laughs> for dealing with all Actually, this shit. Especially I don't know for how a kid, I deal with it. Especially for like a kid that I think has so much his whole life focused on hockey, and we've seen him talk about that, and his parents talk about it, like how much he's focused on hockey, like. They probably weren't spending, maybe they did, honestly, but they, I mean, I can't imagine they were spending a lot of time preparing him for this sort of thing. You know, I don't think Connor Bedard's mom was talking to him about, hey, your first year in the league, within the first, you know, three months, they're going to start a rumor that I slept with one of your teammates. Like, I'm pretty sure she wasn't doing that. Um, How do you prepare for that? Like, you don't. You don't. And that's my point. Like, they're, they prepared for things. And like, Adam Fantilli, I know we mentioned it last week, like, his grandmother passing away, like, in his yeah. first season. Like, can't even imagine. Um, shout out to Adam Fantilli in general. Just great kid. Go blue. Um, but also, uh, it was really sweet. His whole family was able to show up to Scotiabank Arena when he went mm-hmm. because he's from the Toronto area. How cool was it when he said, when they were talking to him about it, like, oh, you always came here and what? And he's like, yeah, but I wasn't cheering for the Leafs. I was cheering for the Bruins. Yeah. Awesome. That's my king. Awesome. Can't wait till he's on the Bruins in five years. I know. I go. That's like Connor Ryan for the Bruins posted. Um, like in seven years, uh, when Adam Fantilli hits free agency, all the Bruins fans and they, he posted the pic of Giannis <laughs> running trying to get the game ball in the, the Bucks game. Um, like, Bruin, you do kind of, like inside. You're kind of like, mm-hmm. Come on, like how cool would it be? I'm not a hockey player, obviously. You guys can tell. But, like, I can't help feeling that even if I made it to the league, a little part of me would always dream about playing for my hometown team. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, Like, yes, that yes, has yes, to be 100%. a real factor. It has to oh, be. Oh, it is. It, it, it 100% is. Yeah, and I think... As I if mean, I we know. Saw it. Well, yeah. we saw it. I think we saw it with the Leafs, with fucking Bertuzzi and Domi, both... Explicitly yeah. said that they wanted to go back. Debrinket said it with Detroit. Tavares too, always... right? Tavares as well. Yep. Also a Toronto kid, and and uh, people on the the wings have said it. Um, honestly, you have to think a little bit. Like even people who aren't from there. Like I think Charlie McAvoy loves playing for the Bruins because he went to school here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and that hates the Bruins is... so much. He did hate the Bruins, which is funny. Like I think that's also funny. Like I can't imagine being yeah, a player that's great. and like. 
Like, can you imagine, like, if I were a player and I got drafted to, like, the fucking Habs or the Blackhawks, like, I'd fucking yep. lose it. I gotta imagine Connor Bedard is losing it. But, uh, yes. I would be. Fucking hot. Um, why are you guys so awesome? I don't know who sent that, but... It's hey. true. It's true. So true. We are. Um, assign NHL players to dog breeds. That's from M. I didn't think about this beforehand. I I have to imagine that what might have prompted this was seeing somebody post about uh, Tyler Bertuzzi looking like that person's dog. Brad Marchand's like a chihuahua. You know, Lauren is on mute right now, so I don't know if she agrees with me. But he's like a chihuahua. I'm going with it. Um, Trent Frederick is like a... He's like a pit bull. You know? Gritty. Is often sold to take part in dog fights. I'm just kidding. I took animal law this semester, so it's on the brain. Um, this is just a monologue now because Lauren is doing something else. Um, sorry, I'm no, sorry. Did you hear any of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what dog? Do you, what dog do you think you are? Is there is there a uh, Buzzfeed for that? Probably. Yeah, uh, there's got to be. Look up what dog breed are you, BuzzFeed quiz. I bet there is. That's a great question. I don't know. I, I think somebody, my my friend in middle school, and I think it rains true to this day, or rings true to this day, uh, used to say that I was like a a baby lion, which is that I look super mm-hmm. scary and okay. like you know I could you know I could hurt you, but I'm always like tripping over my own paws. Like I'm just falling over and tripping over my own shit. Uh-huh. Um, which I feel like is a pretty accurate description. There is of me. a Buzzfeed. Yeah, well, we don't have to go through all of Sophia. I honestly think if we do like two of Sophia's questions and everybody <laughs> else's, we can get through them. Fine. Yeah. Um. All right, but we'll do this quick Buzzfeed quiz of our dog breed. All right, I'll ask the first one. It's Friday night. Okay. It actually is Friday night. What are your plans? Party time? A quick nightcap? Sitting at home? Another OK Cupid date? First of all, what year was this quiz? Made? <laughs> oh. Netflix binge. <laughs> Clubbing, dinner with your fab friends, snoozing, a hot photo shoot. Um. Well, obviously it's party time. Do you see me right now? Sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> I would say probably like a. I'd be sitting at home. Let's be honest. It is a Friday, and I'm sitting at home. Lauren has plans, and I don't. So. Um. What would the name of your memoir be? <laughs> Just friends, a love story. That's us. Uh, eat, love, and eat more. Jesus Christ. Running in circles. That ass. <laughs> I like to love myself. Life of the misunderstood hero. Who? Me? Don't mind if I do. And growing without roots. I feel like this person was just workshopping different names for the memoir they're thinking about writing. Um... I will do growing without roots. What about you? Um, I'm gonna do life of the misunderstood hero. Beautiful. I'm the hero in everybody's life. What's your go-to dance move? The shimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Twerking. Judging everyone from the corner. The robot. The cha-cha slide. The shopping cart. Aggressive voguing. Grinding. All about the fist pump. Oh, so many jokes I can make right now, but I'm not gonna make any of them. <laughs> um, where's the awkward side to side? 
Where's that? The shimmy, that's I like guess? A cha-cha. That's somebody that no, that's somebody that would do the cha-cha slide, but nothing else. You okay, know what I mean? I'll do the ch- I'll do the cha-cha slide. That's not I'll, that can be me. I'll do I'll do all about the fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> that's also valid. <laughs> all right, what kind of exercise do you prefer? Yoga, running around a ball, sprints, <laughs> whatever the hottest new trend is. Ha ha ha, and running around excitedly. Beep! It's sex. Opening the door for delivery. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you missed opening the door for know. delivery. I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Opening the door for delivery. I think uh, that I one for me. Throwing is... around a ball. What the fuck are you, a dog? I'm gonna do the ball one. Well, we are. I love. I love that the defensive pairing is Lowry and Watherspoon. Just phenomenal (laughs) work, Jim Montgomery. Stellar. God damn it! Oh wow, I'm sure they're gonna do just great tonight. Oh yeah. At any rate, um, all right. Pick an author: Nicholas Sparks, Toni Morrison, Amiri Baraka, Sylvia Plath, Isabel Allende, Susan Collins, The Internet. I don't read books. Albert Camus. David Sedaris. Oh, I like a lot of these authors, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Suzanne Collins. That's my girl. It's <sighs> hard. Um, I guess I'll go Toni Morrison. Okay. Good one. All right. Which pop star do you identify with? Beyonce, Cher, Taylor Swift, Robin, Rihanna, Britney Spears. I simply can't choose one. Lord and Selena Gomez. I'll go Britney Spears because people always tell her she's insane, but I actually think she's really cool. <laughs> that's me. Um, I'll go identify with. I'll go Selena Gomez. Is it crazy? Maybe I'm gonna sound like a bad hockey fan that I honestly don't even know who number seventy is on the Bruins. I have no idea. <laughs> no, because I don't either. This is my girl. Is that Watherspoon? If he is, he's on the wrong side of the fucking ice. Probably. No, it's not. I wouldn't doubt it. Is it Bra- no, Brown's like 30-something. I have no idea. Oh, it's gotta be Boquist. I bet it's Boquist. Yeah, you're right. I forgot that he was playing. I forgot he was on the team. Alright, uh... He existed. Yeah. And I thought that All it right, would kill what? me, but it didn't. And it was so Ooh. nice, so peaceful and quiet. Okay, what's your biggest pet peeve? Taking food off my plate. Chatterboxes, pretentious people, pimple poppers, the patriarchy, being a meanie, chip nail polish, judgmental people, having pet peeves. I'm going to go with judgmental people because I, uh, I know a few of those right now. Um, mine is pimple poppers by a ton. I can't stand people who touch their face like that. I, I told can... you you could die, right? Yeah, well, that, but I, I like, I, then again, like, I have OCD, so I have some weird things, but like, mm-hmm. one of my weird things, like, I never touch my face. Like, I will you'll rarely see me like even like if i itch like my face i'll like do it very like i just i have a face thing i don't know what it is like i don't let people touch my face it's really like i have a weird thing all right but yours is judgmental people so real go ahead all right how would your friends describe you i guess we'll do this for each other we'll do this for Um, each other artistic larger than life introverted adorable needy comforting Funny, loyal, high maintenance. You'd probably choose introverted for me, right? 
Yeah, I was also gonna do high maintenance. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, um, I'm gonna do. Oh, this is hard. I guess I would say I'm gonna say I know that you're like the funniest person I know, but I think I would say comforting for you because like anytime I ever need anything or I'm sad, you're always right there. So I would say that for you. Like, I'm gonna cry. Uh, I'm gonna say needy. <laughs> Fuck you! I lose. <laughs> um, I want to say okay. I'm gonna go with loyal. Oh, I am. I would kind of fight for the a bitch. same reasons, but I'd fight a bitch for you any day. You saw it. I, I do it a would. lot. You, you do um, all the time. Okay, you go do mine first. All right. So you have Pitbull. Um, that is so on brand, though. That honestly checks out. It it does kind of make sense. Uh, it says you're pretty un- misunderstood, but once people get to know you, they realize how lovable you really are. It may take a second for you to warm up, but you're goofy once you do, not to mention you're loyal, sincere, and, and adaptable. Aww. That works. All right. You are a lab. You don't have a bad bone in your body. Sure, you can be a bit messy and come on a little strong, but what's the point in keeping your feelings to yourself? You're extremely loyal, and all of your friends feel lucky to have you in their lives. So true. Yeah, they better. What? <laughs> what? All right. Sorry that we went on a rant with that one, M, or went on Why a tangent. Why have I not blacked out yet? Sorry, what? How much have you had to drink? A bottle and a half. <laughs> you're not remembering this tomorrow for sure. God, no, you I feel fine. And you're a lightweight, though, babe. Dude, I feel fine. That's really concerning, actually. Um, but at any rate. I literally had a drink and a half, so I gotta get going. Um, All right. Well, you're not but, you're not keeping your promise to the people. I know I'm not. I'm sorry. It it it's, it takes a lot to get me uh, drunk. Like I don't really get drunk. Um. All right. Are you too drunk? You better be drunk. Lauren, I think is, but doesn't realize it. Um. Somebody asked, "What is going on with the fourth line?" I assume they mean the Bruins. Great I don't question. know. It's just existing. It's it's Jim a revolving Monty. door. Monty's doing something weird, and I don't know what he's doing. He'll cook one day, but for now, he's uh, is he know, cooking? Still though? working on it. I don't know. One day, get bro out of the kitchen. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Grace, are you ever gonna watch the Vampire Diaries and Outer Banks? Probably not. Please. I, I, I kind of want to watch Outer Banks just because I know a couple of my basketball players at UNC have been in it. Like Armando Baycott has been in it, so I kind of just want to see that part. But pro- I'm can we like watch not a big it together. We can do that. I'm a, I'm not a big um TV show person. Like I got a friend who's now convinced me to watch convinced me to watch Better Call Saul. But mm. like I rarely go into new TV shows. Like I'll stick to I the love ones the I know. Banks. It makes me think of summer. It makes me feel like I'm in a better place than Worcester. You know it's in North. You know it's in North so. Carolina, right? I do. When are you coming down here, you know? I don't know. Um, I want to go to Wilmington, though, so bad. Oh, I think we can go to Wilmington. Um, oh, my gosh. Are you guys going to watch the Rivalry Series game tonight? And that was ending yesterday. I don't even know what game that was. I, I If it was yesterday, I didn't watch it. I haven't watched anything this week, to be honest. I've only seen highlights because I haven't had time to watch the actual game. Fake fans. All right, well, okay, let's talk about, because Sophia asked this, and I know that you brought it up earlier before I got into a weird thing where I forgot who goalies were. What the fuck is Mm -hmm. happening with 
Igor. Go. He's just coming back, and it's okay. Like, it's not a huge deal. And he's also had to deal with someone else taking his spot. So that's also hard. So I think he's just dealing with a lot. I want to give him some time. I don't know if I would say that Jonathan Quick has taken his spot. I would say so. Really? He's he's Igor Shosturkin. He is one of the best Mm -hmm. goalies ever. Yep. Doesn't matter. And I know that Jonathan Quick is too. Arguably the greatest American goalie has ever lived. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're not worried. Well, Igor- you're not worried about just starting. No. No, 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 no. He just needs some time. And that'll come. You know, it's just... It's hard coming back. And then you feel like... Well, from experience, you feel like your position's gone. Because you've watched this other guy play really well in your spot. When that's supposed to be you. Um, so it's, it's a big mental game. But... I'm sure he's going to be fine, and he'll work it out, and he'll still be one of the best goalies in the league. All right. Well, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I love to see Jonathan Quick succeed as well. So Me too. Always. I a, love watching him be, thrive and just, you know, yeah. hit the Kings. and Big fuck you to the great. Kings. Yeah, which yeah. was always great. <laughs> they suck. Like, that was that that situation was handled so Rags poorly, are good. whatever. Yeah. T- Rags are pretty good. I'm, I'm a little bit worried yeah. about a, about a Rangers. It. Rangers Bruins Eastern Conference uh final. Yeah, um, I know. But which I guess would be awesome. if the Bruins honestly there. the Bruins the Bruins just make it past the first round, it would have been a win for this season for me after thinking that Huge they were gonna stop. Yep. Um true. I'm still waiting for my sweatshirt that has Lauren's name on it. Dude, um, their their store opened. If you really want one, I will get you one. Early pop, you know I will. Um This will be your birthday gift. I'm serious. I'm dead ass. Actually, get it for me. If JoJo Siwa were on a hockey team, which hockey team would she be on, and why? Follow that up with what kind of player would she be? That's a good one. So, um, great question about JoJo Siwa. I want to say like she'd be on like the Flyers. Mm. And I and I want to say she'd be. I get that though. Definitely not a goalie. I'm gonna say she'd be a right defenseman, but like a four, like, like our. Sorry, I'm shaking my head. It's super weird to see Geeky and Pasta on a line together right now. Yeah, that is really weird. I don't know. I feel, yeah, she'd be like she'd be like a very very far down defenseman that gets called up every once in a while. <laughs> Watherspoon. Sorry, Queen. Yes, Not even exactly. a Mitchell. Um, even now, I, uh, the other thing I was gonna say was, uh, I'm not even going to address her, uh, which players do you miss the most? Cause she said that she guesses that it's Patrice Bergeron. Um, but then she <laughs> mentioned that she misses Martin St. Louis. The reason I wanted to talk about this question was because if you guys haven't seen the between two stalls with Jeff Skinner, which is a play on both that like in hockey players have stalls, but also that. Jeff Skinner played with both two of the Stahl brothers when he was on the Canes, and uh, he'll have a picture of each of them. Have you seen the Between Two Stalls videos of Jeff Skinner? Mm-hmm. Great videos. But at any rate, one of the things that I that was funny is that he's talking to Tage Thompson and one of them doing an interview with him. And um, I also love that Jeff Skinner like wrote all of this. Like They've said that he's written all of these jokes, so it just shows that he's a hilarious person. But he was like, you've been getting a lot of comparisons. Uh, one of the you've been compared to is Martin Saint-Louis. The joke there is that Tage Thompson is 6'7", and Martin St. Louis is, like, 5'6". So it's just a very funny uh, joke. Yep. 
Um, but that's the reason I was thinking of Martin Saint-Louis. Um, at any rate, um, I don't know. The, <laughs> the other thing that uh, Sophia brought up that we should have talked about anyway was about the move of the Capitals to Virginia along with the Wizards <laughs> or the NBA team are moving from currently they're in the district like straight up but they're moving to Arlington Virginia which is I mean in theory it's very close but I think um this girl named Joe on Twitter is super cool Joe Vetchkin I think is her uh, mm-hmm. or no her username is not a fan underscore Joe but Joe Vashkin yeah. is the name that she used to have on Twitter. Um, pointed out because she's from the area that that's a very far commute. Like it's like a four mile drive in theory, but like if you're commuting, it's like a, an hour because of how far it is. Um, Lauren, what are your thoughts? Because they're also leaving the championship winning WNBA team still in DC, but they're moving the other two teams. <sighs> So, I don't really know about, I don't know. I don't think it's that crazy. Um, I haven't looked, I haven't looked into it this much. That will... Yeah, my, ex-boy, my ex-boyfriend lived in Arlington, and he would go, his mom worked in D.C. Um, you know, honestly, you could walk those four miles if you wanted to. I'm sure they're going to be fine, because I don't think anybody's going to make them walk those four miles. Um, but yeah, it is, it always, it always is interesting to see, you know, a team have to move regardless of how far it is. So I guess only time will tell. I guess we won't know until. Do you think Kevin Shattenkirk looks like Nick Foligno? Because I do. Yes. Maybe it's just I've been old, saying like, that. Yeah. yeah. They're old and they're, they're losing hair or slash have no hair. You're on her. Um, I got to piss. So. Okay. Are you still good to go, or do you want to... Oh, we can keep going. Happen? I don't care. Fuck, give two shits. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> By the way, none of you can see this. I don't even know if Lauren can still hear me, but I'm going to articulate it here anyway. The name of this episode, uh, when I record on our streaming platform, is Pee Pee Poo Poo. And the reason that I made it that is because uh, I got out of my exam i only had two like in-person exams and i got out of one of them and uh it was the second one was my legal history exam the second question it was a two-hour exam i could not even tell you what the second question asked it was incoherent hi lauren um hey but could you hear me in the bathroom no okay um but at any rate the the reason i i was just telling them why i named this episode pee pee poo and I won't, that won't be the name of the actual, so that's just what I've labeled it as. But um, is because the second question on this exam, I felt great after the first question. I was like, I just gave the most incredible answer to this question. Because it's my class that my professor is the dean. My professor is our, the dean of our law school, which is a big deal. Um, first question, I was like, oh, Martin Brinkley's going to eat this shit up. That's our dean. Second question. I, fuck if I know. So at the end of it, when we were turning in our exams, my my good friend sits next to me. And I said to him and, and another student uh, who sits in front of me, who, I, who is very nice, I said, um, that second question could have just read pee-pee-poo-poo, and I would have understood it as well as the actual question. So ever since then, I've been thinking about how shit if I put pee-pee-poo-poo in something. How were your exams? Not great, Sophia. Um, Grace, do I go to law school? Certainly a choice that you could make. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, she go also said college, college hockey for Grace. Go blue. True. True. Do I come to the January 6th affair that is happening? I really don't think we should be referring yes. to it as the January 6th affair. I, agree I think we should. We the the January sixth affair, you should totally go. Let's let this retake what the actual January sixth was. Um, We're reclaiming or, our January sixth. Oh, I don't know who this person is. They didn't leave their question. I, I they're I don't think it was Sophia because they use capital letters and aren't crazy. Um, <laughs> Lauren, <laughs> Lauren, what made you want to go into the metal medical field? And Grace, what made you want to become a lawyer? Lauren, what did make you want to go into the medical field? I've always known I wanted to go into something medical. I wasn't sure what it would be um, until I kind of like was job searching and I was like, I don't really want to do any of this because it was all like research and I had done research in college for like two years. And what was your, what was your, uh, what did you major in in, in undergrad? Biology. But Bi- Okay. So it's a science. Yeah. So I worked as a microbiologist in a vet lab it was fine. I mean, it was good enough. Like, I could theoretically do that forever. But I just didn't really... I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the research side of things. So I was like, I could, you know... I didn't want to be a nurse. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I've been blind for a really long time. Like, what about what about an eye doctor? Because I have been. Like, I've, I've had really bad vision since I was, like, maybe, like, seven or eight years old. Um, so I've, I'm a frequent flyer at my eye doctor. Um, and so I kind of understand what they've been doing. I, I was always interested in it because I would always ask them about like what they were doing, why they're doing it. I, they were probably really annoyed with me because they didn't, they wanted me to just shut up and do the test. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I shouted an eye doctor and I was like, yeah, I could see myself doing this for life. And yeah. then I took my exams. And Wait, do the eye doctors, do the eye doctors actually do like LASIK surgeries or is that an eye surgeon? Uh, ophthalmologists do um, LASIK. And you're going, Any surgery an, is ophthalmologist. you're going to school to be an optometrist, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, well, Anders Lee might've just gotten hurt. He's still on the bench, but he looked a little shaken up uh after that um why did i want to go to law school i ask myself that every day <laughs> why am i still in law school um i don't know i used to want to be a neurosurgeon i was a really big science kid i worked i had Ooh. an internship funded by nasa i worked at a marine biology lab um back in maine yeah um so i know She's a lot a about pub- fish published author author by the way i am also a published author if anyone wants to read my book i was also a presidential scholar so i met the president um i've done crazy things in my life and now here i am at unc law doing this shit um but no i'm i i don't i honestly don't know i love writing and a lot of being a lawyer is writing it's not the part that people talk about um the other thing being that i'm a massive extrovert and i need constant interaction with people um and i i love helping people so i kind of knew that i wanted to be in a position where i could do that um, and I love public speaking, which I know is a very mm. rare, rare thing for people to say, but I love public speaking. So I, 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 I know that's, that's the common thing. People don't like it. I, yeah, I think it stems from being like a super big extrovert that I just like talking to people. Um, if you guys couldn't tell, uh, <laughs> I do a podcast. Um, I do a couple podcasts. Um, Listen, I also do a podcast and I hate talking to people. You do do a podcast. Uh, 
uh, Marie asked, y'all fuck with the troll movies. I don't know what she's talking about. I've never seen the troll movies. What is, is that, what is that? The Disney movies, right? I don't, I don't like a lot of Disney movies, but I don't know. No, I haven't movies. seen them. Well, Marie, I'm sorry. We'll to, I might have to watch that later. Um, also, she also said, I do want to say, um, huh. that I love Marie because she sent me that playlist. Marie. That, oh, uh, she did. I asked for. Yeah, <laughs> it's so I good. love her. She's the best. Um, she is. I love Geeky. She said his Twitter handle. Uh, his Twitter handle, his Instagram captions, the fact that he's balding and has a full ass baby, but still looks like a baby. Read our age. He's amazing, and I'm happy he balled out last game, so people can stop shitting on him. Uh, I agree. I love Morgan Geeky. G Money Slick. <laughs> please that's the funniest shit ever like i love when they have the same usernames they had since they were like 15 and it's something ridiculous yep. um also but i, I do adore gotta... him i love morgan geeky i really do he does kind of look like a baby actually um i think like his he's face so and the blonde hair i do love him um he uh i do gotta say i know bruins fans i don't think we're appreciating him enough um mm-hmm. especially because like i know i don't know if you know on twitter um the girl shay uh, she's a, a Kraken, a Blue Jackets, and a Canes fan. Um, but she, uh, you know, tweeted to me that, like, how much they miss him in Seattle. Like, I think other teams appreciate him. I just think Bruins fans tend to not be great at appreciating fan, appreciating players when we have them. Um, and then when they're gone, we're like, fuck! Um, but at any rate, I also yep. love Geeky. I am so glad he balled out. Uh, he looked awesome uh, in the last game somebody just said pookie okay <laughs> that's Jordan what asked top, top five and worst five christmas songs and she said <sighs> thanks for always make, giving me a laugh with these episodes love you girlies jordan you uh, i love you, you are literally the love of my life i would do anything for you i hope you know that um but um, all right we can do we'll do like top, train how about like top three train has christmas songs train does have christmas songs i highly recommend I love Train. So I... Uh, all I have okay. Christmas, obviously. I uh, love Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh my god. Isn't there uh, a I song about the... Santa fucking somebody's mom? Um, there's a lot of songs about that, actually. Well, more like kissing, but same diff. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, sure. Uh, <laughs> I like those songs. Um, <laughs> I also like. I was like a huge um, uh, the year without a Santa Claus kid growing up. My parents always had us oh. watching that, so I love like the fucking Heat Miser mm-hmm. um, song. I'm just I'm Heat Miser. Anyway, but um, at any rate, uh, so I'm a big fan of that. I. Mm-hmm used to i have like such vivid memories of driving in my grandmother's car to this day my grandma still just uses cds like she doesn't listen to anything else i've tried to teach her how to use her car like use her phone mm-hmm. but she'll go on walks tell me this is not the most endearing thing ever she will go on walks i've taught her how to use youtube my brother and i have taught her youtube she'll go on walks without headphones she will play like a youtube video of elvis and <laughs> listen to that on like the volume while she walks also, a fun fact about my grandmother that is, I think, super unique. She actually had tickets to the Elvis show after he died. 
And so she never oh. went. Isn't that crazy? Um, My Nana was also a huge Elvis person. Isn't that I remember growing a, up, we would always get her Elvis stuff. What yeah. the hell? But I, yep. I knew I have vivid memories of her with her CD. We listened to, like, Little Drummer Boy. Um, like, that was my shit, I feel like. Yep. Dan Hyden. Dan almost just scored. Mm, I love him so much. I would do anything for him. Worst Christmas songs? <laughs> do you have any worst Christmas songs? I really can't stay. Oh, I fucking hate that song. Isn't it's that like so sexist, rude. though? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't, I don't care. I, honestly, I don't like... Um, fine with the Mariah Carey one. I don't like... Oh, another song I do like is Jingle Bell Rock. That's a good one. But I mm. don't like... Um, oh, Nonsense I, Christmas. Big... What? Nonsense Christmas by Sabrina Carpenter is that. funny. Oh, That's really? Good. I'll have to listen to it. Are you a big... Uh, some people are really big Christmas. Just Christmas people in general, but Christmas music people. Are you that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think so like we we decorate we go hard decorating our house because my cousins live across the street and like we need to outdo them every year uh we do they've never outdone us that's awesome Uh, sorry sorry sam if you're listening but um my mom my mom really likes christmas music and stuff so i'll I'll listen to to it with her and we'll watch the movies with her i honestly will probably be so into this christmas just because of the hell that I feel like I've been through these past few months. Like, I feel like I will regress into my childhood self during this Christmas time. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I do really enjoy, like, the the music every once in a while. I don't put on, like, the radio radio. But if I feel like listening to it, I'll just put it on Spotify or something. Um, DJ. Love DJ. Wonderful person. Do you see McDavid requesting a trade this offseason or not extending with the Oilers when his contract expires? I mean, I don't know. He's got that beautiful house. So Stop. I, I do kind of <laughs> see him staying in Edmonton. Like yeah, I don't I do know. If, I don't know if it's just the allure of like the you're the next Gretzky in theory, and that's what Gretzky mm-hmm. did. Like I don't know. He's just I, so I don't generational know. Generational. That's my and point. so franchisable. Yes, and I feel like that just is what happens. I'm not saying he should do mm-hmm. it or that he necessarily will, but like he should leave. I'll get it? Yeah, I'll. I think he, he should, should come leave. to the Bruins. That's a personal opinion, but I think he will stay. I think Drysaddle will stay. I'll never get past that one time in an interview. Like both he and Drysaddle had said, like they want to win one together. I think mm-hmm. they're going to try to win one together. Will they? I don't know. But I, I think they're going to try. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why DJ, DJ only asked this question of me, but who is one player from your favorite team? He said, from, for Grace. Hi, Grace. Who is your best? I love DJ. Who is one player from one of your favorite teams outside of hockey that you think could do well in the NHL? I assume he's asking that just because I – you like other sports, but I talk about liking other sports. I know you're a football person. Sorry. Can you think of a football person that would be a good hockey player? No. They all want to suck. Really? I feel like I could think of some um, basketball players who could be pretty good at hockey. Do you, do you remember when LeBron James said that he could play hockey or something? Do I don't that? remember that. Did he say that, though? That makes me not... I, I, I'm usually a LeBron James person, and that makes I me I feel like he did. 
Oh, no, but I do remember, and this did happen this year, LeBron James confusing the, uh, the Kings for the... Uh, he Because he plays in an arena with... Uh, he played in Staples Center, like LeBron James with the Lakers. Um, he, after the uh, NBA All-Star game, he, he said that he wants to own an NBA team sometime in Las Vegas. Um, including incorrectly placing the Kings in Las Vegas. He ref- he said, you got the Raiders there, you got the Kings there. He was sharing a stadium with the LA Kings at the time that he said that. That's hilarious. That's funny as fuck. How do you miss... You must see those players. Because by the way... The NHL and the NBA are in the same season. Those are the same <laughs> season. And you yeah, didn't you're, know. You're you interacting. Should, like, your locker is used by players in that. I, that's crazy to me. But at any rate, honestly, how wholesome was it when um, uh, Landis Gog, who's out right now and is out for the year and was out last year as well for the Avs, and his kids held up a sign saying wrong jersey, but we still love you, Uncle EJ, for Eric Johnson, who now plays for the Sabres. Respectfully, stop it. Stop. I was literally like sobbing when I saw that. I know. I it's so cute. First of all, Eric Eric Johnson is a great guy, like just a really yeah. good person. And it was mm-hmm. honestly so endearing and also heartbreaking to see him like tearing up about like his time with the abs yep. winning a cup with them made his best friends there obviously he's super close to the landis gogs i know that he's close with like miko ranson and like just i mean when i saw the video of them holding up that sign and then he comes over and he gives a puck to the daughter and the, i just like yep i wanted to oh sob i might sob right now i literally can't even think about that right now marie said double whammy punch this week because you already asked the question When's all girls know misses having a guest on the pod? Uh, whenever you want to come up, get a get a mic, Marie. And Marie was saying she got tickets to a hockey game. She's going to a PWHL game, which is sick. Um, and she's a friend going to UMass Lowell, so I imagine they're probably she's probably going to get to go to the um, uh, Boston PWHL team technically, so, which is playing it um, at Lowell. Marie, you're you're coming to the January sixth game, right? If you're going to the January 6th game, DM us. Let us know. Yeah, DM us. We want to see you. We will have so much fun. I'm honestly so excited for this game. It is going to be like the <laughs> highlight of my winter break. We're going to be I'm... taking so many pictures. And they're going to be like, who are these pictures? bitches? We are going to have so much fun. I know that Alessandra is going. Um, I know. I think Greg said that he was going to go to the game. Oh, yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. I have to imagine i bet like boozy and mel so like people who are from that area might go mm-hmm. if everybody can go to the january 6th game or honestly i'm thinking about like i'll be there in the morning i'm thinking about just like putting it out there that if anybody doesn't want to buy tickets for the game because i know that it's expensive um mm-hmm. if anybody wants to like go and get a drink before dinner before that i'll go somewhere and i would love to meet anybody who wants to come um yeah i was gonna say I'm- we should do something we should go yeah, why don't some... we we can go and do something before? Yeah, because we all want to yeah. go early and like get to like be there for warm ups. Um, yeah. so it it we all could yeah. So if anybody else is gonna be in the area and wants to come and hang out with us, 
please do. We will have so much fun. I'm so excited for January 6th. Said me a bunch of <laughs> okay. white guys. Um, at any rate, that was our last question that we somehow managed to get through all of them. I'm holding up Lauren right now. She is going to celebrate being done with finals, which queen shit. I'm going to watch the Bruins, who are tied 0-0 with the Islanders, while I work on an appellate brief that I don't want to do. That said, Lauren, parting words as always. Um, so I want to give a special shout out to my two goalies that I coach. They both got oh. shout outs in their first two games. No way. Uh, I'm so proud of them. And Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. What can I say? Uh, and the, and I'm playing an alumni game this weekend. Oh, you, baby. What'd you say? I'm playing an alumni game this weekend. No, you're not. So I'm going to be on the ice for the first time in like literally four months. I'm so That's excited. That's awesome. I'm so I'm, excited for you. I'm thrilled. I'll that definitely post about stick. it. Yes, please yeah. do. Um, That is amazing. Y'all, you are now seeing Grace and Lauren. Well, Lauren, but by the time you listen to this, Grace will be done with school for this semester. <laughs> and I'll be halfway done with law school, officially. That's halfway so done, babe. Um, but you are now seeing Grace and Lauren truly unhinged. I think we got more unhinged by the end of this episode. Lauren is going to go be crazy, be cool. I love you all so dearly. We love you dearly. And is this going to be the only, is it going to be the last episode before Christmas? Yes. Oh, wait. The 22nd is next Friday. No, so I guess it'll be like, we might drop an episode on Christmas accidentally. We won't record it on Christmas, but in theory, there will Let's be an happy, happy shout out. Christmas. But happy almost Christmas. We love you all so much. You're the best. Can't wait to meet some of you January 6th. My favorite holiday. Anyway, I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> Mwah. Kiss Bye. Bye.